Hi, this is Jim Lyon. You're listening to Viewpoint. And with me in the studio today is someone that I count as a friend, someone also who is a very influential voice, both on air and in print, now even on TV. His name is Stephen Arterburn. Thanks for being with us, Stephen. Thank you, Jim. Always great to be with you. And you know what? I, I really do think, Stephen, you're one of the brightest guys I know, maybe one of the brightest guys on the planet, because you have a mind that is constantly in motion, and you're finding real life in ordinary things and translating them to make them better. Well, that's an awfully nice thing for the one of the more intelligent people on the earth to say to me, so thank you oh, very well. much. I'll take that. You know what? You... Uh, have always had a gift for diving into the real stuff in life. There are challenges in life. All of us know that. We don't know how to talk about them. We're not always sure how to address them. But you're not afraid to talk about them, and you're not afraid to address them. And you do so with what I would call the lens of heaven, because you understand that there is a truth outside of ourselves that can help us see ourselves. True. And that we can find new life in that. And I also understand that within ourselves is a very dark and, I would say, evil drive to keep everything secret and to keep everything hidden, and that when we have all of this stuff inside that is filling us with the negative and the mistakes and the rumination and, and the regret, we don't really have a lot of room for God's light. And so... Um, you know, for years I've been on a campaign to get people to open up and to share and be more open about their quote-unquote failures because that is an act of humility that I think opens the floodgates for God's love and for God's uh, insight. Absolutely. To not be afraid of the truth even when it's hard Yeah, can truly set us free. Right. And, you know, we... Um, I. We all carry around a fake ID, and um, we like people to look at the fake ID, and we don't really, if we know who we are in Christ, we don't really need a fake ID. I was preaching the other day about a fake ID, and I was telling them how I wanted people to believe I was a law-abiding citizen and a responsible person, <laughs> but I told them how I had gotten two tickets, and I had lost the tickets and forgotten that I lost them. And as a result, my driver's license was taken away. So, you know, I, it's, it's just irresponsible that I, I did that. But when you share something like that, rather than feeling like a criminal that needs stripes, be wearing stripes, you feel a bit of relief and connection with other people who've made the same kind of foolish mistakes. It's all about being authentic. Yeah, right. And uh, no fake ID will help you getting behind the wheel either. That is true. But you know what? If that's the worst you do, you're going to be okay. And when we come back, I want to talk just a little bit about a new venture you have, Stephen, about helping speak to the larger world about being authentic and allowing God to help make things right. My guest today is Stephen Arterburn, and as you're listening to Viewpoint, I just want you to know that we're always glad to hear from you. And if you want to give us a call, all you have to do is dial this number 24 hours a day and seven days a week. We're by the phone ready to hear from you. That's 1-800-757-VIEW. 1-800-757-8439. We'll pick up the phone and be so glad to talk with you. Today, we're talking to Stephen Arterburn. And Stephen, you have written books. You have 
one of the most successful radio shows on today. It's called New Life Live. Mm -hmm. And uh, I have to tell you, sometimes I'm in my car at the noon hour when it's being broadcast in my community, and I always tune in. And so often I just want to pick up the phone and give you a call and say, man, you guys are doing this right, because the conversation always brings life when I listen to New Life. Thanks for that. Well, you know, I've been blessed by being surrounded by some of the best people ever. And I do think that on our program, I've got seven people that join me at different times. And, uh, you know, like John Townsend and Henry Cloud, I don't know of more wise men on, on the planet than they are. And I get to be with them. And, and the other people on the program, same way. They're, they're very smart, very wise. They know what they're doing. And they're able to integrate, you know, what we know from sociology and psychology with the truth of the Bible. And uh, we're all fascinated whenever the scientists of psychology and sociology discover that the Bible is really true about human nature. And it really does uh, bear witness in yeah. human life. That's right. And people call into your show because you have a live satellite link, mm -hmm. and so people can call in, and that's right. real life. Yep. But you've got a new venture out now, too, and oh, that's yeah. a, a, a television program called New Life Television. Right. We, uh, at tv.newlife.com, we've created something totally different and unique. It isn't call-in. It's all content. So there are programs there that you can go and view. Programs on divorce-proofing your marriage, or how do you tell that your church is healthy or toxic and wants you to drink the, the Kool-Aid? I mean, there, there are ways to build relationship. How do you forgive someone when they've done the unforgivable. I mean, every topic you can imagine. And uh, every week we do, uh, we put on three programs a day. So people subscribe to this. And if they subscribe, they, they see three new programs a day. And the results have really been quite astounding. Uh, people have said what we wanted them to say. We get to be with you face to face, up close. We feel like we're part of the family, and that's what we were hoping we would do. And, you know, the other day we did a show with Dr. Henry Cloud on post-traumatic stress disorder, and we spent 30 minutes talking about this, not for everybody, but for the families and the friends of those uh, who have come back from war. And, you know, we just could never do 35 minutes on that for a, a niche of of right. people. So we, we really love getting to do some things we've never been able to do. And, and again, the website's tv.newlife.com. And that uh, New Life Television, then, is a menu of great, mm -hmm. not just audio, but visual, about how to find life. And uh, it is grounded in the Scripture. It's grounded in truth. It's grounded in wisdom and uh, a great, great new avenue for people to access some of the ministry that flies out of your hand. You have a new book out, and that's what I, I want to talk about today, too. And uh, this is about marriage, and really, this is at the core of our content today. It's just for everyone who's thought about marriage or who is married, uh, someone who may be thinking about getting married, uh, this has such great insight. It's called The 7-Minute Marriage Solution, and marriage is one of the most important fundamental relationships that can be understood, that can be known, that can be experienced in human life. And when we come back... Give me a, a pricey about the seven-minute marriage solution. Honestly, I've been married for 
almost 36 years, Stephen, and I'm thinking, boy, seven minutes, can I get it done? It's more than seven minutes. It's seven things to stop and seven things to start, and it's the seven most valuable minutes you can spend in a day. There's a Bible verse in Ecclesiastes that is one of those verses that kind of jumps off a page. It, it speaks about real life, it's very visual, and it makes so much sense. It's Ecclesiastes 4, 12. Let me read it to you from the New Living Translation. A person standing alone can be attacked and defeated, but two can stand back to back and conquer. Three are even better, for a triple braided cord is not easily broken. And I'm bringing that scripture uh, into play today because it's at the core of what Stephen Arterburn's book, The Seven-Minute Marriage Solution, addresses, the power of three in a relationship. Mm -hmm. Talk to me a little bit about that. Well, there are many ways you could interpret this verse, but what I've tried to do here is to get a man and a woman, each of them a braid, to have a third braid in their court, and that is the power of God, the Holy Spirit leading and guiding and directing them. And the need for the book came out of really thinking about people and what was their third braid. And in the work that I do, I found probably the most common thing was it was a man and a woman and pornography, or it was a a man and a woman and the control that was needed by one person, or a man and a woman and, uh, and just uh, the values of the world versus God's truth. And so I've tried to bring people back to the word of God, the truth of God, which actually a research project has shown that if you engage in scripture four days out of seven, that it will start to change your character, change your personality, and uh, three days out of seven is not enough. So I created this experience, this seven-minute experience where husband and wife, eyeball to eyeball, are kind of rebooting the relationship each day, sharing a short devotional, each short scripture, and and a uh, prayer, so that at least seven minutes a day, you're together in the Word, and you're looking more toward what God is going to do in your life today than what you did to each other yesterday is the, is the theory that seems to be working. So I'm hearing you say that there's actually objective research that says for those people who are in the Scripture four out of seven days a week, they're, they're studying it, they're reading it, it actually begins to change them. And taking that principle to a marriage, if we can get a husband and wife to spend seven minutes together a day on this theme, studying the Scripture, praying, sharing a thought that that actually creates a foundational platform for everything else. Well, Jim, uh, the Institute for Biblical Engagement uh, did an extensive research project on this to prove that one day in the Bible, you know, going to church and reading the Bible one day isn't enough, but four out of seven, their statistics are mind-blowing. It it reduces the chance of him using pornography by something like 63%, because it truly does change your character, the decision-making, and the dynamics of the relationship. So it was very uh, exciting to come across that and then to be able to use that along with the um, 
the other survey that I did of over a thousand people to find out what would be the most beneficial thing to stop doing in your marriage and what would be the most beneficial things to start doing in your marriage. And those are lists of seven also. Yes, that's right. Capturing this book. But at the Ecclesiastes 412 level, this seven-minute solution and these lists of sevens, mm -hmm. they actually are integrating God as that third chord. Absolutely. And that makes a marriage indestructible. That's the right. prayer and the hope. Right. And, and it doesn't make marriage easy or it doesn't make it instantly perfect, but it gives you a way of dealing with things because you're looking at things not from my perspective or her perspective, but really from God's perspective. How does this, you know, a lot of times we judge God based on our circumstance rather than see our circumstances as just a, a larger part of what God is playing out in the world. And when we can do that, uh, th that's really an act of humility where we're not just so focused on what I need, what I want, but what is God doing here? That's a big part of this. When we come back, I'm going to ask you, give me one thing I should stop doing in my marriage okay. and one thing I should start doing. All right. If the truth was known and a light was shown On every hidden part of my soul Most would turn away, shake their heads and say He still has such a long way to go if the truth was known, you'd see that the only good in me is Jesus. Oh, it's Jesus. If the walls could speak of the times I've been weak, when everybody thought I was strong. Could I show my face if it weren't for the grace of the one who's known the truth all along? If the walls could speak, they'd say that my only hope is the grace of Jesus, the grace of Jesus. takes it all and makes it mine causes his light in me to shine and he loves me with the love that never ends just as I am not as I do could this be real could this be true this could only Our guest today is Stephen Arterburn. He's written a book called The Seven-Minute Marriage Solution, uh, another bestseller, I think. And he's developed in this book the idea that if a husband and wife would join together for seven minutes a day in the Scripture and in prayer, 
how that would transform the whole relationship. He's also in the book identified seven things that in marriage we should not do and seven things we should do. So in these lists of seven, Stephen, I'm asking you, tell me what I shouldn't be doing. Well, um, I'm going to give an answer that probably doesn't apply in your situation. Don't be surprised. But Well, <laughs> you'll see. But I think for those listening, uh, it's a message that I, I want to convey. As I looked at all seven, I said, you know, this is the one I really want to convey. And here it is. It's to stop tolerating compulsions and addictions in your marriage. Now, a lot of people are in a marriage where somebody is an addict or somebody is abusive or they're compulsively using something. And it's so easy to get it wrong and you think God honors the peacekeeper. And so I need to keep the peace for the sake of the children and and all this. But in fact, God doesn't honor peacekeepers. He honors peacemakers. And sometimes you have to disturb the peace to make lasting peace. And there's a favorite proverb of mine, I use it more than any, and that is Proverbs 10.10, where it says that to wink at wrong causes trouble, but an open rebuke brings lasting peace. So all of that is challenging a person who maybe has been keeping the peace or enabling something to happen to do something about it. Because here's, here's the bottom line. Would God ever want you to enable evil in your own home? And my answer to that is no. Would God ever want you to put your children in danger? Would God want uh, you to be in danger? And, uh, you know, we, a, a woman is instructed to, uh, in a marriage to be an example and win her husband over, if he's a non-believer, by her behavior. And I, I really believe that in her quiet spirit. But when you have a fallen leader who is abusive, then I think your, your first objective is to get to safety. And that means disturbing the peace. That means open rebuke is, is on the way. We're going to discuss this rather than what I've heard people do, allow things to happen for literally decades thinking that that was going to change or, or help things. Or that that was the right thing to do. Yeah. And real love does not enable other people to self-destruct or destroy their homes. Well, on the other side of the ledger, if I was going to uh, look for some advice about what should I start doing, (laughs) what would you suggest? There are some great things like uh, start accepting your mate's flaws and stop criticizing and changing. But uh, maybe my favorite thing to start is to start focusing on fun and joy in your life. Many people have shut down. As they get older, the couch or the TV chair uh, becomes the activity. And, uh, you know, my wife and I, we, we love to dance. And down on Fountain Square in Indianapolis every other Friday night, there's swing dancing. And it's, it's such a great um, analogy to marriage. If you go there an hour early and pay $3, they will teach you how to swing dance before the big dance starts. And it's interesting because I think if you looked at all those people, you'd say that the majority of the women are better dancers than the men. But the man is the lead. The man leads the dance. And as I thought about that, I thought, now, if it was the other way around, if the woman led the man, she would get so good 
uh, she would leave him behind, and it wouldn't be very you. But by saying, you men, you lead, it calls them out to learn this stuff so they can lead and so that it can be a beautiful dance. And, and I think that the, by the same way, men are called to lead, and you need to lead in this area of finding fun and joyful things. And, and a part of this, I list, is doing some things where you're both equally vulnerable. For instance, if you're both up in a hot air balloon, you have no control, you're both vulnerable, that draws you together. If you're jumping out of an airplane together, uh, those can, if you're hiking, if you're doing things where you both uh, are not in control, your it, peers. it draws you together closer. And so no wonder people that are staying indoors all the time and have a boring, dull life, that, that things start to deteriorate. And I say it's the man's job to lead in calling both of you out to fun and joy and having a good time. So something I might do at home in my marriage to strengthen it would be simply to be very intentional about thinking up things to do together just for fun. And that has its own reward, but just do it for fun and try and think of things where we can be peers together, where we're not one ahead of the other. I've got some skill set that she doesn't have. No, right. let's just go together and learn together, do together, yes. be on the same page. That's right. Would you say, Stephen, that someone listening today whose marriage is in trouble, I mean, they know as they're listening, they know I'm, I'm in deep water. I don't know what's going to happen next. I don't know if it will survive. Do you think there's hope for every marriage? Well, I'll tell you what we did. Uh, we created a marriage workshop at New Life where we brought in the best marriage therapists and counselors that we know. And you, if you come, uh, you hear a, a lecture, and then you go into a group with three other couples, and you work. And you think that you're not going to be able to open up and share, but, but you develop friendships for life, and you hear somebody else's struggle. And what we've found, we, we had, we've had couples, Jim, that were divorced for two years and had restraining orders against each other, we have seen them come back together and get married again. I believe that if you are willing to do whatever it takes, like this marriage workshop, that any marriage, yes, can be saved. Now, here's, here's the key, though. You know, you can be aware that you have a problem. You can desire for it to be better but if you're not willing to do whatever it takes, then awareness and desire get you nowhere. Willingness is what really separates or enables any marriage to be helped. If you've got two willing people, I think any marriage can be saved. And the premises of the seven-minute marriage solution, really anybody listening today could benefit from picking that up. Well, whether it, your marriage is in deep uh, trouble or you just want it to be better, you know, there are... Uh, there are things like start honoring your lifetime vows, which means you don't just not have sex with other people, but you honor your spouse uh, with your eyes and your mind and your, your heart. I mean, there are things like that that will help purify a mar the best marriage and make it better. Or just showing respect. Uh, it's so easy for us to be dismissive of each other and to show respect not just her showing respect to him. There's no woman that doesn't want respect. And if, if we take uh, scripture and we mess it around, 
uh, we end up with a dictator and a doormat. But, you know, the, the Bible tells us to be equally submissive to one another or submit to one another out of reverence to Christ. You speak often about the Bible, Stephen. Yeah. You have a lot of experience, and uh, professionally, you have been involved in so much uh, reconciliation and so much ministry, so much help to others. But in the end, you stand on this idea that the Bible is a revealed truth from God that helps us understand life, and that your advice, your counsel is really springing to life from that. Is that fair? That's right. And, and what I hope people understand is the true truth. In other words, some people will preach truth, but it's not the true truth. Uh, you know, you hear the truth will set you free. Well, uh, not really, uh, because what the scripture says is that if you follow my teachings, this is Jesus talking, if you follow my teachings, you're really my disciples. Then you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. Now, that's a totally different message than the truth will set me free. As if, if I just memorize some scripture, I'm going to experience freedom. No, you're called to live as a disciple. And as you live out this truth, all of a sudden you find a freedom that you never knew. I would totally endorse uh, Stephen Arterburn's writing, and this book, The Seven-Minute Marriage Solution, is something that you want to take home. And furthermore, you may want to visit uh, online and get involved with New Life Television, which, yes. which addresses so many areas of life, and there are all kinds of resources there that will help you understand that true truth and about how you can find life and find life abundantly Amen. as you are finding your life becoming more and more in line with what Jesus teaches and what the Scripture declares. Mm. Today, uh, wherever you are in life, maybe you're thinking about, I want more out of life, or maybe you feel like you've got some broken edges, you're not sure what to do next. Maybe you have a marriage that you are very devoted to, but you're not sure is steady, or maybe you feel like it's in a good place, but could it grow more? I mean, wherever you are today, as long as you understand this, Jesus knows you personally, and he has a way for you to grow and to become and to experience life and to be an instrument in his hand for the good of others too. Well, if you know that, you can join us today. Just take a step with us today and discover that life in your own journey. Take a moment and pray with us. Our Father, we're so thankful that you have given us a guidebook for life in the Scripture we're so thankful that you have given us a way to understand that through the Holy Spirit. We're so thankful for people like Stephen Arterburn, who you have called and empowered to speak into a broad audience. We're thankful for the gift of marriage, and we're also thankful for the gift of relationships. We're thankful for the gift of forgiveness so that no matter where we've been or what we've done, there is a new day that we can find in you. Call the best out of us as we place ourselves in your hands. And we thank you for hearing our prayer. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, if you'd like to know how you can get a copy of The 7-Minute Marriage Solution, if you'd like to know how you can sign up for New Life Television, if you'd like to know how you can touch base with the very author of Scripture about whom we've talked today, well, give us a call. Dial this number, 1-800-757-VIEW. That's 1-800-757-8439, 24 hours a day and seven days a week. We're by the phone 
we would be very glad to speak to you. You can also go online to our website, that's cbhviewpoint.org. Read about the ministry there, send us an email, we will reply. Or at the last, send me a letter. Just address it to Jim Lyon, Viewpoint, Post Office Box 2420, Anderson, Indiana, 46018, USA. But by whatever method you choose, please let us hear from you this week. And Stephen Arterburn, it is always a pleasure to be in your company. Thanks for coming alongside. Thank you, Jim. And let me recommend to you the 7-Minute Marriage Solution once more, which also comes with a companion Bible that is filled with notes and uh, devotional readings that can help strengthen your marriage. For all of us at the Viewpoint team, for all of us at Church of God Ministries, which is the host of our broadcast, this is Jim Lyon. Thanks for being with us. Stay tuned.